Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 65 Talk of Fame podcast with your host, Kylie Montigny, and Sunsa Havan, singer, songwriter, producer, interpreter, Rini K. Thanks for coming, Rini. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. I'm so happy to have you on. So, you are a singer, songwriter. What made you want to start doing that and being in this industry? Yes. So honestly, I wish I had a more exciting story to tell, but I started out in middle school and I'm not athletic at all. Um, and I really had like no interest. So I was kind of like, what do I do with my spare time? And so I did some musical theater things here and there. And I discovered I was really into the musical aspect of it. Um, not the best dancer. So theater wasn't going to exactly work out for me. But um, I picked up guitar and I just started writing like crazy. Um, and yeah, so then I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to make an album because why not? And so I taught myself production, um, put that together. And then um, that kind of was how I spent my middle school years. And then I started um, doing online school in high school before the, fa- uh, before the pandemic. Um, and yeah, that's when I was able to like really take it like to another level in terms of being able to put time into it, start social media. And yeah, that's kind of like the boring, but you know, very true story of why I'm doing this and how I even ended up in it at all. Because my parents are not, you know, and never have been part of the entertainment industry. I grew up in North Carolina, so it was not, you know, an entertainment hub by any means. So it was kind of all accidental, just trying to find a hobby. Yeah, that's how I was. Like I didn't before the pandemic, I was on online school. Like I did homeschool before even the pandemic. And right. I live in a small town in Pennsylvania. So the oh my gosh, industry, no way. Like yeah. The industry wasn't, is not a big thing in Pennsylvania. Like what part of Pennsylvania are you? And I actually have family there. Oh, like Scary Wilkes-Barre area? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have family in Pittsburgh. We go there like every Christmas. Oh, no way. I go yeah. there like every one, every, at least like once a year for like a sporting event or something. Yeah, no, awesome. And so, like, I was, I basically always knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, but I just didn't know what exactly I wanted to be. I literally tried so many things, like acting, singing, nothing worked. <laughs> work for me. And my, my, I was not athletic. I'm, like, people tell me I was not athletic. And I basically played sports throughout my childhood because, like, mm-hmm. because my family loves sports. Like, they yeah. like, basically just put me and my brother in sports because, like, why not go outside, be active? And my brother still plays sports now. Mm-hmm. He's day, so plays baseball. And I yeah. played baseball for years, like all throughout my childhood. And I was like, I'm done with this crap. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm, I'm okay Literally. to like, watch, like just sit yeah. and watch and just kind of enjoy it, but not like actually playing on the field. I mean, I would like to play like, like on my story time with my brother or just some friends or something, but yeah. now like kind of like professionally, I would say. Right. No, I tried soccer when I was little and immediately now. Yeah, immediately now. I tried soccer <laughs> sports. Like I'm no person. Yeah. Like, Good for you for keeping going with it. After the first thing, I'm like, okay, I just hate it. I'm not doing this. Exactly. But, yeah. Some of us like, are made for it. Some of us aren't. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just- and like my family's a sports family. Like my family's like, not into the entertainment world at mm-hmm. all, like you said, like your family's not into the entertainment industry not. at all. And like, I had some family that are journalists in my family, so oh, I'm like, wow. oh, well, kind of has some little genes or not professionally in the media side of family. Yes, it's a full sports, all sports family, everything, everything about sports, and that kind of that side, like the industry or whatever. I'm like, 
well I guess I'm different I mean I love sports and yeah you know, I kind of watching enjoying this something fun to do but it's not something yeah. I really enjoy doing professionally and I was like during the pandemic I was like I have all this free time like I yeah. like in school during the afternoon like yeah. I'm bored I need more time on my hands and I'm like yeah. Why not just start a podcast and see how like that and see what happens? And now this doing this, I'm like, well, this is what I'm gonna do now for my life. It's funny you bring up journalism because um before I did music, I was kind of like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool to be like a host on the Today Show or something? And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna do broadcast journalism and immediately found out how like difficult it is, even though music is also very difficult um but yeah so it's awesome I was just it's so funny I'm like our stories are actually pretty connected the more I learn about you with that so yeah that's awesome that you're taking the podcast you know like super seriously you're going to keep going with it and I think consistency is key and great so props to you for that girl where that got you so <laughs> it's like so difficult like it's like yeah. at first I got it seriously I was like oh this is gonna be so easy like this is gonna oh. be the easiest thing ever yeah, like, this is. I'm probably not gonna take this long. I thought maybe I have to get a couple of weeks. That's a little kind of fun thing to do. But like yeah. then as time went on, I'm like, oh, this is really hard to do. As yeah. I like, I find more guests. I'm like, okay, well, this is. I literally just take me hours to do. Like all okay. the editing, all the stuff to do is so yeah. very difficult. Like yeah. you ask me if the entertainment industry is hard, no matter what thing you're doing is so Literally. hard so it hard. is so hard I tried the YouTube thing in 2020 um with my music I did like reaction videos and stuff and the editing I just am not a long-form video person I don't have the stamina for it I'm fine with like doing short form stuff but I literally have so much respect for people that do the YouTube thing because once you've been there and once you know what it's like to have your videos crash and burn like in your a computer and the editing fails or you can't upload it people don't know how hard it is so yeah, I was so hard I, I was done I was like I did it for like a few months and I was like I can't keep up with the YouTube stuff but luckily other platforms worked out but yeah I mean mad respect for anybody dealing with YouTube because it is hard and so yeah. time yeah, yeah. Like once I first started out the podcast I didn't I had no clue how to edit I had no yeah. idea and like I think my sister is like very good at editing all those types of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, Kara, I was like, Kara, you have to edit this video for me and teach me how to edit because I need to learn. I don't want you to edit all these videos for me. I know you're a first time mom and you have all these other things to do. Yeah. more than simply. I'm like, Kara, can at least show me how to edit or something? Like, can you yeah. show me? Because like I literally had no idea how to edit. I was like, that's mm -hmm. the key to a, a podcast and mm -hmm. you need to learn how to edit and that's that something that I don't know how to do. So I was like, well, race start off highly. Like, yeah. Well, now you have the skill of it, you know, and like any skill you can acquire is so awesome for the entertainment industry because people need those skills all the time. So mm -hmm. as tedious as it is, at least you're becoming a great editor and, you know, it's another skill in the bag, which is great. Yeah, no doubt. So you yeah. have a community that supports, never judges, and promotes inclusion and yeah. love. What do you think, it, why do you think it's so important to show this in today's society? So I honestly, you know, um, my goal when I came, you know, started coming out with music and stuff is 
I never like, you know, I wanted to make sure that any community or fan base I built was going to be putting out good energy. Uh, And I think, like you said, on a worldly scale, that is so important. You know, we think about all the problems we face in society, like all the time, every day, you know, especially for certain groups of people and stuff. And it's like, wow, a lot of this could be solved if we had those values collectively as a society as a world in general. So, you know, um, I think those values are, there's something I've carried with me my whole life. Like I was raised to, you know, believe in stuff like that. And um, I wanted to carry that into my music, into what I do. Cause even though I'm just one person, one artist, you know, anything that um, I do believe in good karma and stuff. And I do think that when we put out that energy ourselves, especially if we kind of ripple it across other people, then it's going to have a larger effect eventually. And yeah, I mean, I just, you know, so many issues could be solved if people were just more came out of a place of love rather than a place of hate. So very important values for me, for sure. Oh my God, I love that. I couldn't really agree more. That's how I was. Like, I, I grew up, right? I really grew up with a family that I was like, you need to love, you need to treat people how you want to be treated. Like, right. Don't hate on yourself. Like, you're a person. Like, you just, if you want, if someone's going through a hard time, be there for them. Like, exactly. Even if you're going through something yourself, like, just, like, be strong, be there for the significant other that's going through yeah. something. Even if it's, like, your friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, cousin, uncle, yeah. your parent or grandparent. Strangers, you know, literally. Like, yeah, it's like, crazy. Just, like, be there. Like, just, like, exactly. you know, like just be a good family. human. Yeah. Like, even though, like, I was literally talking this with my cousin a couple of days ago. I was like, uh, I was like, I hate this. My life sucks. I was like, I, like, I'm so stressed. Like, I just hate this. Like, I was just complaining, going on and on. Right, and yeah. And he stopped me, and I was like, he was like, Kylie, like, you need to think, you need to stay positive. Like, do you, yeah. you, you gotta keep hating on yourself. If you're gonna go keep on hating yourself it's literally gonna kill you inside absolutely especially in an industry like this like I mean I know for me personally like I went through it mentally last year um I moved I developed like a chronic skin condition which was scary so I had it rough with my mental health last year um and I experienced like getting mass hate on the internet for like the first time ever so that was like shocking um so yeah you know it's like you end up having to like kind of start rewiring your brain a bit to kind of like instead of looking at things from the negative angle you have to look at things through the gratitude lens and you know through you know basically just trying to turn anything that you see into somehow a positive thing because it's we you know it's not even just the entertainment industry but it's just a very toxic negative world we live in so yeah it's like I mean that's why I had to start getting into practices like journaling manifestations and stuff because I'm like it's rough out here. If you don't, like, if you're not able to program your brain differently to, like, think about it in a different way, it is so hard to survive. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, totally, 100%. We all need that reminder, though, because sometimes things just get rough. <laughs> we just can't. Yeah, exactly. It is hard. We all know. It's, yeah. We've all been there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So, yeah. You, like, you kind of talked about this before. You came out with an album called Six yeah. and Seven. What kind of inspired you to write the album and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, Six and Seven is an interesting story. Um, pretty much that was my middle school album. Um, and that's, I, I wrote it primarily in sixth and seventh grade. So that was me thinking I was clever calling it Six and Seven. Um, so yeah, you know, pretty much, um, I like I mentioned earlier, I just wrote a ton of songs. 
Um, and so I was like, well, what do I do with these? And so I learned that you can literally, if you have access to a computer, you know, there's so many softwares that are free that you can use to produce your own music. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I did make the album when I was 11 and like between 11 and 13. So it's very different from the music I make now. Um, but considering that it's not too bad considering how young I was. Um, so yeah, you know, I, that was kind of gave me a massive opportunity to really um, have practice as a songwriter um, and, you know, just really develop my artistry, I guess. Um, and it allowed me to know what I do and don't want to do in the future as well. So that's kind of what I did with that project. I released it in 2020. Um, I was not on TikTok yet, so I had like nobody listening to it basically, but it's still something I'm proud of. And but and people still listen to it now, especially since I've grown a community. So it is like my older like baby album that, you know, is always going to be precious to me in some way. Um, but yeah, so it was literally just me wanting to put a project out and just experimenting. Um, and yeah, so that's the beginning of it all. <laughs> I love that. So out of all yeah. the songs on the album, what kind of which one kind of meant the most to you personally? Yeah. Ooh. Um, personally, I think my writing was the strongest on Ahead of Our Time, uh, our Plain One Way and Middle of July, um, in terms of lyrically. Like I'm a big lyric person. Lyrics come first for me. Um in my like you know just in my priority list on my music in terms of like production lyrics whatever lyrics are most important so that was um I think where I put the most um effort and where I would be now in terms of lyrics like if you were to listen to or read the lyrics or just listen to those songs now you'd probably be able to tell that I wrote them like based on the stuff I've put out currently mm -hmm. um so I would say so um but I definitely um past that project I've put songs out that I'm definitely um more connected to uh just because when you're 11 there's not really a lot to write about like I mean yeah like this girl on the playground was mean to me like it was just like like I didn't really have much to write about um but now you know there's a lot of things to write about so yeah, exactly that's yeah so now it's my music's much more personal to me in terms of lyrics just because I truly feel them as opposed to like just kind of trying to put words on a paper being poetic whatever um that was kind of six and seven just drawing influences from the outside world because i had nothing in my own personal world to talk about so yeah things just definitely got more personal as i went on yeah a lot of people like i talk to like they, like usually write things that are more personal you know, right like a like, little something bad to have in your life losing a loved one or just kind of their own experiences or your friend's experience or yes. someone they know's experiences like i it's like a lot of people use their experiences to kind of dive into a song and once you hit that idea like, wow. a lot of people like i see like one person i heard of was olivia rodrigo she basically mm -hmm. wrote driver's license or one of her songs in the shower like, yeah her like lyrics in a shower or something exactly like, yeah yes like you literally can hear you anywhere at any time it absolutely honestly i think the best songs come from that process because i know for a lot of writers and myself included um person like songwriting is kind of our therapy like yeah. i you know honestly i probably should go to a therapist but i don't and you know that's like the closest thing I have to, um, I guess, caring for my mental health. Um, and it's a healthy way of expression, definitely a lot better than, you know, 
other uh, ways people have to cope with um, their, you know, experiences. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Those feelings manifest inside of us. And then they kind of come out like Olivia in the shower. You know, I think she said she wrote like good for you in the shower or something. Yeah, and it's something like that. Yeah, probably better that she wrote that song rather than lighting someone's house on fire like she did in the music video. So yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah, like I, like, I, like, grew up with anxiety and depression, and, like, my mom constantly told me, like, Kylie, you should go see a therapist, and you want me to find a therapist where you need someone to talk to you. I'm like, yeah. no, not a chance. Very scary. scary. I, I, like, the last thing I need is to go to a therapist. No, no chance. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, because I, like, I try to promote, like, you know, I'm, like, I, it's, I feel like a hypocrite sometimes because I'll tell people, you know, or I'll tell my community, be like, go seek help if you know you need help, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, it's so hard to take that first step yourself. Like, mm -hmm. it's just so intimidating to like let people in your world and in your head. And so, yeah, I just, I get the feeling. It's like, so it just feels really terrifying when you think yeah, about yeah. it. And so, yeah, you know, for me, I guess my safe way out was like, you know, it just put it in a song. And even though a bunch of people are going to hear it now and know everything that your little mind was concocting in the past couple months, it's, you know, for me, somehow it's like being vulnerable on the internet is a lot less scary than being vulnerable for one person, which is so insane. I think so many people are like that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the person that is like that. Like, yeah. Me, I personally overreact about every single thing possible yeah and so like I mom, everyone that tells me like hey, go seek help do journaling or something I'm like no I don't want to do that I, like, <laughs> I just I'll be like, I just use a podcast as my therapy for now exactly or, or music 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 therapy. because like music really helps people right. so it's singing for myself music always helps me calm down yeah. or I usually listen to podcasts I do that all the time it makes me calm down yeah, yeah your favorite you know, shows yeah yeah maybe like watch shows or movies like that's like a big key like you don't yeah. even go to therapy and do all this thing it's just something that you like to watch like if you right. like watching let's just say I'm trying to think of something like euphoria or right uh, I currently are one of those things. I think of so my childhood show that I watch. Oh my gosh, my comfort show is still Henry Danger, like oh, forever wow. and always. I will watch that show like forever. Like I'll yeah, be I used to love Henry Danger when I was like a little kid. Comfort show still, still put it on every, I, like literally watching it last night. Like that's how much, that's my comfort show for sure. Yeah, my comfort show is Grey's Anatomy, yeah. so I watch that oh my every, gosh, day, yeah. every single day. Every single day. Yeah, my other comfort show that's more recent is Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Oh, Love really? that show. Love Selena Gomez. Oh, I'm obsessed with Selena Gomez. Yeah. I was literally just listening to her before we started the podcast. Right? I was listening to her and Danny absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's like, and I think that's cool too about being in the entertainment industry since, you know, if you're in the entertainment industry, you're probably consuming a lot of entertainment yourself. Um, yeah. And like we were just talking about, you know, for us, our favorite songs or movies or whatever um, are big comfort things for us. I think it's cool to be somebody that's producing those comfort items as well. Like, you know, people can listen to your podcast when they, you know, need to get their mind off of something. Or for me, I actually, a lot of the, most of the songs I've been writing about are very mental health focused. And, you know, they're kind of turning into things people go to when they kind of need something to get off their mind or to just feel like someone relates to them and I think like when you've been on the other side of it and you've used 
entertainment and stuff to help cope with things. It's really cool to know what that feels like and know that you're doing that for other people. Mm. So that's like, yeah, I mean, it's one of the favorite things about what I'm doing now is knowing that it's like, it has a bigger purpose than myself. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's seriously what I love doing. Because I really like, right. when I'm doing a podcast, I receive like dozens of messages on Snapchat from people yeah. in my area or Instagram or just family. I, I recently I just got a text from someone that kind of lives in my kind of side of county or whatever. I was like, the podcast gives me confidence. Like, thank yes. you. Like, I podcast. I'm like, this is what it's all about. Like, you can never exactly. really think how much impact it's really making on people's lives until right. you see someone text you and be like, thank yeah. you for what you do and you really need confidence. And I'm saying myself, like, you really give, you guys give me confidence to myself from what you right. guys are saying. Like, that's what Absolutely. it's all about. There's like nothing um, more rewarding than that because I mean, like, honestly, it's so like, it feels surreal when you see those comments or those messages. Cause you're like, I used to, like, I still am that person that is also like on the fan side of things and, you yeah. know, gets, knows what it's like to really enjoy a piece of art. And especially when that person replies to you, it's like the coolest thing ever. And I think Olivia Rodrigo actually just said this, I think in her um, driving home to you documentary and how she was able to take something like so painful and turn it into something so beautiful and like great for everybody else, not even just herself. And I think that's like the coolest thing about music and art and entertainment is it really is like taking real life experiences and turning them into good things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I just love like she I heard she was like a big fan of Taylor Slip. Right. Yeah. Yes. And now she comes to New York. I'm like thinking myself, like she's living out my that. dreams. Like she's yeah, like, how does it feel to live my dream? Yeah, um exactly. exactly. No, I that was so cool for her. Full circle moment. Like I can only imagine. And now she's gonna be that for another artist. Like yeah. when an artist, like if I got to meet her, I'd be dying. Like yeah, literally. Exactly. I I might have to go to the emergency room after that. But yeah. yeah, so it's like it's cool to see the next generation of artists, you know, getting rising into that position that Taylor was and still is for practically, I mean, so many of us, like, yeah. I mean, I can't, there, I, I wonder how anybody couldn't be influenced by Taylor Swift, yeah, this exactly. how many genres she's covered and what she's done, but yeah. Yeah, she literally covered everything, like pop, everything. country, like everything. She just needs a rock album now. And yeah, I'm sure she's gonna give it to us. Album, really maybe like a little jazz or just yeah, and she'll she'll get there. Yeah, you know, get there next couple of years. I literally would die. She made like a little country pop album and like this yeah. one. If I got a rock album from Taylor Swift, no one's allowed to talk to me for a month. Like seriously, that's that's it for it. It's over. Like that's it. Yeah, exactly. Well, see me again. No. Yeah, seriously, you don't need to talk to me again. My dreams are fulfilled. You don't need to bother yeah. me again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anyone that you look up to as a singer-songwriter or just kind of in general? Yes. So, of course, the Queen Taylor forever and always. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone says that. But, I mean, it's true. You know, I mean, she is the reason I decided to even, you know, play guitar. I was like, oh, she played it. You know, I was the first album that I ever just, like, fell in love with was 1989. So, mm -hmm. that was a big deal for me. Um, so, she really has been such a big part of my childhood and you know now being an artist um but some other artists that i'm also heavily inspired by are conan gray halsey tate mccray and of course miss olivia rodrigo mm -hmm. um but yeah no like i 
I'm really, really drawn to Tate's music recently, though, just because I think sonically she's just so unique. Like, I really, really always loved You Broke Me First. And I know that makes me a basic fan, but it's such a good song. Um, And I just it's been really cool to see her sound evolve recently. So I really, really love her and Gracie Abrams. I mean, who doesn't love her? But yeah, exactly. Did you you get tickets to see Olivia Rodrigo's tour or you didn't? No, but I did go to Conan Gray's tour on opening night in Dallas, which was no so way. much fun. I am going to see Palsy, though. Yeah, I love that. I saw, like, Olivia Rodrigo's, like, whole tour sold out in, like, minutes. Literally. Oh, my God. The first night she was playing, I think it was in Portland, um, I was stalking her tagged photos on Instagram. Like, once I knew it was, like, I think this concert started at, like, 7 p.m. their time. So once it was, like, 9 p.m. Central, I was, like, going through all the tag photos because I knew people were going to be posting clips from the concert. I'm, like, this is history. I need to see this. Oh. Yeah, and did you see the intro, though? Literally. So sick. I loved so it. And you like, she literally got me in first episode. I'm, like, this is sick. It's yeah, sick. she's just so freaking iconic. Like, honestly, right. I just, I love how she just, you know, isn't afraid to delve into different sounds, isn't afraid to, you know, say, like, she doesn't have the Disney curse on her where she has to censor herself. Like, she does a great job, like, just being authentic and, you know, really showing what she's got. And I just know it. Her sophomore album's gonna wreck everyone. I just know it. Yeah, yeah. right? I, I couldn't really do it. I'm not even, I'm kind of scared. Yeah, like, any song she drops, it just becomes a hit. Like, Jarvis License. That was her first ever, basically, song, I think. It, right. Know? I think it was, like, her first independent from Disney, because I know she did all... I think it was All I Want. Yeah, All I Want was one she did with um, High School Musical, but that was like her debut. Driver's License was basically her debut single. And who else would have, like, nobody has ever come onto the scene like that. Like, literally. Literally. A lot of A-listers, like Jonas Brothers, like Sophie Turner. Yeah, it's making a shout out to stuff. I'm like, that's literally my dream. Like, you're getting all these. (laughs) Shout out to my my idols and people that I love. I'm like, you're living my dream. Like, that's all I want. It's like, I yeah. want people to know who I am and all those things. Exactly. Like, I'm this one, so jealous. Yes, literally. It's like, it's honestly, it's just so much fun, though, at the same time, because it's like when you see people winning and you see people doing that, it's like, it's just another reinforcer that it's totally possible. Um, for me personally, I find that, especially with independent artists, because, you know, obviously Olivia has massive team she was you know already pretty well known from disney um from bizarre park from high school musical so um but what's been really fun is seeing some of my artist friends that are like indie artists have major wins because it's just like literally just shows that anything is possible and that you know if if someone on your level went and did that then you can absolutely do the same thing and yeah it's just so motivating like I honestly I stalk my friends TikToks accounts and stuff because I'm like you guys are killing it I just love it yeah that's how I am I was talking to some of my friends like TikToks and they're like you're killing it like that's exactly you're like you deserve all of this like it's great yeah attention exactly and then it's yeah like when one person wins you know when your friend wins we all win at the end of the day it's great yeah and so like this question is kind of similar to the last question but yeah if you could collab with any single songwriter who would it be so you know obviously I'm gonna say Taylor Swift but you know (laughs) if I were to you know other artists as well um for like 
solid year now. Um, my first, like the first fan base on TikTok that like was pretty nice to me and like supported me um, when I had like under a thousand followers and stuff um, was Conan Gray's fans. Like they're the sweetest people ever. And when I was at his concert too, his fans are just everything like sweetest people. Like when I've been to concerts in the past, some people are very shovey, not polite whatsoever. His fans are so nice. Nobody's bothering anybody. Like I love it. So I would like die to collaborate with him. I think we would make such a cool song. Um, and same with like Halsey and Tate. I think they'd be great. Like hundred percent. I would die like for sure. But some artists that maybe actually could happen for me right now. Um, there's this artist, Ashley Sienna. She's amazing. I love her so much. She makes pop bops. So I would love to collaborate with her. Um, Isabel LaRosa, she's been doing really well on TikTok. Um, she makes really cool stuff as well. But yeah, just so many people. Um, I mean, I could go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, personally, I can really go on. Me too. Like, I'm like, people will ask me, like, who are you doing people to interview? I'm doing myself like, everybody go on all day long. Yeah. Like, do you really want to know the answer to that? Because we'll be here a while. Yeah. yeah, we'll be here for a while. Personally, we'll actually be here for a while. Yeah. But personally, for me, like for, for me personally, it's like Gina Davis, Hugh Jackman, yeah. Patrick Dempsey, Kate Walsh, Ellen Pompeo, and of course, J-Lo, of course. Like I literally, they literally are people that I literally want to be. Like, right, they, like inspired. Like there's a reason why I'm doing this podcast in the first place. Really, not gonna lie to you, I literally send emails to their people like every week trying to get them on the podcast. Like it's like, like it's like I'm like I'm, I was like I won't be happy until I get to have them on the podcast. Right. No, literally, it's like honestly, I I I've seen that viral TikTok recently of like the be delusional TikTok. Oh yeah. And I'm, like, that is like I live my life in delusion. Like I've had people like I've you know I'll um make videos with my song being like once I release my next songs it's gonna be you know great and I'm gonna be your next favorite artist blah 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 and people are like yeah right and I'm like I will be delusional and y'all can be delusional with me if you want because it's fun yeah. you know and it's like I also too like recently um have been uh, trying to get Squishmallows to collaborate with me because I'm such a Squishmallows fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? It sounds crazy, but I'm going to keep pushing for it because yeah, why exactly. not? I'm like, I'm a big believer. And if you say it's going to happen, it will happen. Yeah, that's why I am. I'm like, you must know, exactly. I'm like very confident. I'm like, I don't care how long it takes. I'm like, I'm going exactly. to feel emailing every week. I don't care. Right. I your schedule. I don't care. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like, you know, it's like, it's, if you don't even try, obviously it's not going to happen. So I'm like, if you literally just have the mindset of like, oh, I'm just waiting for it. Like it's, I'm, you know, I'm putting in the work and I know it's going to happen. So it's like, that's why I say things like, oh, I'm going to be your next favorite artist or this next song is going to blow me up or whatever. Because I'm like, I need to put out that energy in the universe. And it's worked for me in the past. Like I've said before, like last year, I, my goal was to get like 10,000 TikTok followers and I ended up with 20,000 at the end of the year. So I was like, you know what? It doesn't sound like a lot to some people, but that's progress for me. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, and it's more than I predicted. So I'm like, if I, you know, say something and I'm going to do it. And that's just my mentality. Because um, I'm like, I have to say I will do it for me to actually really get the gumption to go and like yeah, exactly. really push for it. And I mean, once... When you're putting good energy out there and you're putting good karma out there and you're working hard, I think, I think it's possible for anybody. So 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> just those emails. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I literally just met Hugh Jackman last month. And this I saw that. And That's I was crazy. like, he came up to me. He's my idol. Like he yeah. made me basically made me love dance and made me love the dance. Awesome. I was like, because I went to see his Broadway show in New York City. I've been waiting to see that show for years. So yeah. I'm so excited. I went outside the stage door. And when they came out, I just remember something shaking so bad. Oh, like, my gosh. I'm going to pass out. And yeah. I asked myself, like, can someone squeeze my hand, make sure it's not a dream? Right. Yeah, literally. And, like, I remember him getting coming closer. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm about to cry. I want to cry. I want to cry. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Kylie, snap out of it. You don't want to exactly. cry. Exactly. It's your chance. Yes. Yeah, I was like, Kylie, you don't want, you don't want to cry in front of Hugh Jackman. I was like, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. I mean, right. you might not regret it for the rest of your life. Something might come up with you crying in front of Hugh Jackman, but then at the end of the day, awesome. something that you would not want to do. And yeah. so, yeah, I was like, I was like, didn't know what to say. I was like, can I get a picture with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I didn't say any other thing. I think to myself, like, Kylie, you could ask on the other podcast, but he just was going quick. Yeah. And I didn't have time to right. ask. And I really was tweeting him like a couple weeks ago, be like, you please come on the podcast, please. Literally. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Like, I've had that kind of similar experience um like with I mean Hugh Jackman's like an A-list celebrity like that's huge um I've had it with some of like you know smaller celebrities that I like really look up to um I accidentally ran into Grace Vanderwall when she performed at on the Imagine Dragons tour a few years ago like I basically long story short my family and I had um the VIP area because of Coastal Credit Union, like if you were a member of Coastal Credit Union, you had access to that. So it was completely accidental. And Grace is just chilling in this area with like her bodyguard and her friend. And so I'm like, I was with my cousin. I'm like, Nathan, there is no way that that's Grace Vanderbilt. And it was right after her set. And so I was same situation where I was like, can I get a picture with you? And she was so nice about it. Um, And I had a similar situation with, I don't know if you've ever heard of Kelly Stamps, but she's a YouTuber. I love her. Um, And it was so random, but she ended up coming to my house to deliver tiramisu. Like that's, tiramisu is her thing. And it was so random and so accidental last minute. And then before you know it, she was giving me jewelry from her PR launch with this jewelry brand coming, you know, doing that as well, which was crazy. So, I mean, it's just so funny. Like when that stuff happens, you're like, no way, no way. That yeah, exactly. Like I had an experience before COVID happened, like January 2020. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but Indiana Messner or something like that. I guess my, her name's Indiana, but I can't pronounce yeah. her last name. And I was yeah. in LA for a couple of days. Like yeah. I was there for a weekend or whatever. Right. Dodgers fan fest or whatever and that night I'm like you'll see a John Sparks concert because yeah. like, I was in there playing on this like small venue or yeah. and my dad was like on the flight there and my dad's like oh they're playing John Sparks or playing in LA I'm like I need to go I'm obsessed with John Sparks concert exactly and that's it's like if John Sparks are performing where, where I'm probably gonna be at around that area I'm going I don't care exactly yeah. And so, like, when I was in like, line to get in, I literally looked at, like, I looked around, I looked at her closely, I was like, is that Indiana? Is that Indiana? Yeah, you're like, is she real? Yeah, she's so real looking like. Yeah. I'm sure it was a look like or like, what? Yeah. Once I figured out it was her, I was like, that, that, that's Indiana this year. I love her. Like, that's her. That's what I used to watch her at the time. I used to watch right. her videos. 
watch that chicken girls like i used to do all that stuff yeah. i was like I was like, I just ran. I was like, Dad, come with me. I'm like, I need to talk to her. So I was like, yes. he was like, we went by her. She was getting tickets at this thing or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. when she got that, I was like, hi, Indiana, can I get a picture with you? And she was like, of course, we were talking for a couple minutes. And my That's dad was awesome. like, and my dad, my dad was like, what, what do you do? I'm like, you must have to, God help me. Don't ask someone that. That, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> And then my dad was like, my dad was like, my dad, she was freaking out like she thought it's you and she and like she basically like knew who you were and was very excited. Right. She didn't want to be. She's like, oh, I think I'm so like, God help me right now. <laughs> but it was so funny though I mean you're gonna laugh at that forever <laughs> yeah, I think of myself like oh that's a fond memory I remember and I still laugh yeah. about it and I was like oh why you say that but then exactly like, all right go over there now go over there do <laughs> thing I don't care just let me do my own thing like I'm in exactly. LA I guess LA is my my type of people like I like like LA is basically my dream place I are you gonna go, like move out there eventually I'm hoping next couple of years. I'm hoping to go yes. out there. Something like that. That's what I'm doing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, we might run into each other then. Um, maybe. Yeah, I was just out there for a music conference and some other things. And every time I'm out there, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, it's just yeah, always exactly. that feeling. And it's so funny, too, because um, I'm, as you can relate to, with, you know, being on online school or homeschool, you don't really have, like, a lot of friends locally yeah. or anything so uh, most of my friends are from the music industry and they're yeah. out in los angeles and i'm here in texas like to, i don't know anybody here and like yeah, so sorry i'm like i live in pennsylvania no, yeah. i really know no one here and that's gonna say stuff like two people i'm like yeah like, everyone exactly. i know is basically in like tennessee california right. i'm like mm-hmm. can i at least live out down there so i actually be with my people and that's that's living right sunny, like snowy mountain yes. Pennsylvania of all things. exactly yeah no I'm like I growing up in the south I could never live up north like when I was considering um colleges and stuff I was like hey maybe New York City maybe Nashville no I need to be where it's warm like yeah, I, that's how I, am. I suffered I moved here um to Texas about a year ago and we moved right during the winter storm. I don't know if y'all ever saw that. It was all over the news because Texas was literally destroyed from it because we do not oh, know yeah. how to handle cold weather. And I was just, I was dying. Like, I mean, I would not survive up north. Like, I love I New York. cold weather. It's supposed to snow tonight. It's oh, my God. Like, I just looked out the window. It's raining right now. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's right now. Right now. Right now. It's literally snowing. Yeah. Like, one day, like, in Pennsylvania, like it changes every day. One day it's sunny, very warm. The next day it's mm-hmm. rainy. The next day, day yeah. it's snowy, freezing. Like you I don't know what they're going to get in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I lived in Colorado for a few years and, you know, love the state, but man, it gets cold. Yeah, <laughs> and, nah. Nah. Not for me. I'm very, I get like seasonal depression and stuff. I would die. So I'm like, I need sun and I need warmth. Yeah, but, and like I literally like my cousin. I literally obsessed with Florida and California because I just love all the palm trees and the warm exactly. weather, the beach. Yeah, like I'm obsessed. Like if I if I can live anywhere, I'll live in Florida or California. That's right, absolutely. And yeah, I literally have family down in Florida, so I'm like, I someone. I remember like last year, I was in like last October, I went down to Florida for my brother's baseball tournament down in, where was it, like, Fort Lauderdale or something? Yeah. And, like, I was, like, 
oh, I'm okay. I, this is where I am. This is where I need to be. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of sitting down. It's kind of chilling. Yeah. Living, living my dream life. And like my cousins kind of drove a couple hours to come visit us for the night. Yeah. And, and, I'm thinking, and I try to sneak out with them because I didn't want to stay with my brother and my dad the whole time. They exactly. to do I'm like, I don't want to be stuck with them the whole time. I don't see my cousin the whole time. Exactly. Like, I remember when we were walking, we got breakfast that morning. I just remember us getting up. And I see my son, and I walked up to my cousin. I was like, Rob, can I come with you? Can I come to back to your house with you? And I was like, he was like, how are you going to do that? And I'm like, <laughs> I know about ways, I have ways, and I literally saw a testament, like, be like, I was like, I want to move to, I want to live in Florida, because I was like, I don't, yes. care, I don't care about to live in my cousin's car, like, I don't care. Wait, I literally, don't care. that's how I am, like, I would live anywhere in LA, like, literally, I'm just- Yeah, seriously, and I remember, like, I looked at my dad, and I saw my cousin texting my dad, he's like, he was like, is your daughter with you? She tried to sneak out with me before I, le- before I left, I'm like, Oh um, my gosh. I was like, thank God. I kind of stuck back to the car just when they got to the house and be like, hey guys, how you doing? This exactly. Like, I'm moving in. Hello. Again, you guys didn't do anything now. You're moving. Yeah. Yes. Don't mind me. I'm just be some You won't know I'm here. Yeah. Exactly. I'll be in the stay on the couch. I can see me the whole time. Be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. No, it's like, I mean, honestly, and it was so much fun too. Like, I'm really glad I got to like base. I pretty much like spent most of my childhood in North Carolina. So mm-hmm. solid place to live growing up. Um, I was living my little Outer Banks dreams. Um, exactly. But yeah, so it was, um, that was great. And Texas is interesting, but you know, at least it's warm. So I'll take it. But yeah, it's kind of like, you're kind of caught between like, terrified of living on your own but like also exciting to go to that like dream spot because for me I'm about one year away from graduation so I'll be leaving soon and I'm an only child so I'm very very close with my parents um so I'm like low-key terrified to leave them and they're gonna be a mess when I'm gone um but at the same time I'm like I just cannot wait to get my little booty out in LA like I just can't every day I think myself like I can't wait to graduate and move to LA like I just can't I always think that every single day I think myself I'm already looking for colleges out in LA if you need recommendations let me know because I've done the research yeah Yeah, I look at colleges like every single day I think myself like what would you look at some colleges out in California yes California and live down there Yes. Is there any ones you have in mind specifically, or are you still like very broad looking? Like, I'm like the two like the things in California I'm looking at is like UCLA and USC. Those yeah. are the two ones I'm working at, or University of California Berkeley. Yeah. That's like my three yeah. I'm looking at right now. Nice. Yeah. I've um I've been looking at some of the other like um smaller schools because I like small schools. Um, yeah. but and I'm like oh, I'm not gonna get into your or UCLA. So um, but yeah, I'm looking at places like Chapman. It's like in Orange County. Super. I've visited all these schools. Super cute and like just fun. So much fun. Um, LMU is in uh, pretty close to LAX actually, and it's kind of I've heard it's actually kind of got a similar vibe to uh like the USC vibe and whatever so definitely recommend looking into it it's a nice school like it's yeah, I think it's got it, it is real great I got to say like from the, the from the tour you've got to check it out um and then even the Cal State schools like there's so many of those as well and the other UC schools um and there's even like tiny ones in Burbank like Woodbury like and I love Burbank I was just out there 
is so much fun. That's where all the movie studios are. Yeah. It's like literally over the hill from Hollywood. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Hollywood sign and all that. Right there. behind the Hollywood sign. Right behind the Hollywood sign. It's great. I love it. I've been there twice. I was like, this is literally, this is my people. This is right. where I want to be. Yes, because I live in an area in Dallas um, that's, I don't, you know, I don't know how much people know about the Dallas culture, but it's just very um, preppy and very, like, um, just not, like, super chill or laid back, if that makes sense, and it's very, like, high-strung, um, and it's just, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's the vibe in California is much different. It's, you know, very um, laid back. People kind of just do what they want to do. Like, you know, people don't judge you for dressing a certain way because everyone could be somebody there. Like, you know, people, it's like literally the guy that looks like he just rolled out of bed could literally be like Post Malone or somebody. Like, exactly. literally. It's like, like crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, I live in the city in Dallas. And if I like, if I walked, if I walk out in certain outfits here, it's like, girl. Why are you out right now? Like I've like if I'm like sick or something, or if I'm just like lounging out that day, it's like I'm rolling into certain areas here, and it's just like people just give you the up and down look, and I'm like, eh, don't look at me. Yeah, like, don't look at me. Don't mind me. Yeah. But in LA, you can look like anything, and nobody cares. It's great. Yeah, and I literally want to surf. Like I love the beach, and I'm like, yes. I literally would die to surf in LA. Like seriously. Yeah. Because I like looking at the lane. I heard the water is cold in California. Yeah, you know what's funny? So I can attest to both coasts since I've lived on, or I haven't lived on both, but I, and it's so funny. I talk like I, I've lived in California before. Like I really know what it's like, but um, you know, when I've been before and comparing it to like the East Coast beaches, um, I find that North Carolina has like better water in terms of like if you're going to swim or if you're, I don't know about surfing. I don't know if the waves are big enough, but I do know for like terms of comfort, it's like the water's a little bit warmer and the sand's like not as cluttered with like seaweed and rocks and whatever. But I do have to say the views on the West Coast though, there's nothing like it. There's yeah, nothing. Exactly. Like, I feel like Florida yeah. and California are very similar in terms of the beach and all those yes. things. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just, that's the thing for sure and it's like I'm a you know I I love North Carolina grew up there it's like my home state I guess but I will never deny that the west coast the west coast beaches the views come on now come yeah, on like, <laughs> I like every time I go to California to see pictures I see I'm thinking myself like I'm falling in love with the whole again like I just want to exactly. be I literally I flew into the Burbank airport last time instead of LAX and it was I, you know, it's one of those tiny airports. So you like walk off the plane and then into the airport. Like there's not even a walkway. Like yeah. you actually have to deboard the plane from the back. Um, and then just, I'm walking off. I'm seeing like all the hills in the background, the trees, the houses. I'm just like, it's great. Like, I'm like, honestly, people can hate on California all they want, but I will forever stand. Like, yeah, it's, seriously. it's great. I'm like, honestly, I feel like the people that say like, oh, it's just stuck up people that think they're all famous and whatever, or, you know, people just uh, complaining about, you know, like thinking the people are like not nice or whatever. I'm like, you really haven't been here. Like, yeah, seriously. Been here? like literally, it's so funny. And I try to like, I tell my cousin, cause he's um, very anti-California and I'm like, Nathan, you would love it here. I know you. I know you. You love the outdoors. You love like just having a good time, just a relaxing environment. 
you would love it here. Everybody that says that California is just full of stuck up, um, snooty people have clearly like have probably only been to like Beverly Hills, maybe. Like, and like clearly you haven't been to the other parts of LA. Like, yeah, like have you been to Pasadena? Like, have you been to the beaches? Have you actually been to Yeah, Pasadena? have you been to Laguna Beach? Have yeah, seriously. Have you been to all these skate parks, the beaches? Have you been to Palm Springs? Like literally. Springs, seriously. Literally, I love Palm Springs. I would like I'm trying to convince my parents that once my dad retires and stuff that like they can move out there or something or either in Orange County or Palm Springs just because they wouldn't want to do LA because of how busy it is but right. I'm like come on it's so bad in California it is. it is and I'm like and it's expensive I mean I'll never deny that it is so expensive like and you know that you definitely have to be in a certain position of privilege to be able to retire there comfortably um but I'm like come on just you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I think the experiences are worth it. And, you know, um, yeah, so I just really hope that I can get them to do that. Because <laughs> yeah, my, my parents will do that. But if my parents live in Florida, then live in California. Because my parents right. love Florida, especially my dad. Yeah. He says, yeah. oh, I can't wait to live in Florida. And, like, I just want to live in Florida. I'm like, well, yeah, well why not? Oh, I'm telling you. Like, I always say, oh, yeah. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to Florida. Let's find houses in Florida. And you'd, and you'd be like, exactly. And then he'd be like, oh, I don't know. Then, I, then the day later, they'd be like, what's well, me to, to Florida? And I'm like, what have I been telling you the last? Literally. Month? That is so funny. I, my mom is the same way. My, it's like pretty much my dad's the practical one. So he's the one that's like, no, it's too expensive. It's, you know, it's just not, I, my job's not going to let me do that. Like, there's no way. And then there's my mom who's like, maybe I'll just move out with you when you go to college. <laughs> she's, yeah, that's she's the one that comes with me the most. My dad's very busy and he can't come a lot of times. So um, she's the one that's always out there with me and she's like falling in love with it as well. So she's the one that's like, Harry, like, let's go, you know, let's move there when Serini's out there. Once you retire, we're moving there. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's just, he's so practical. And it's like, we love him for it. And he probably keeps us out of a lot of trouble because of it. But like, at the same time, I'm like, stop being practical. Like, you're yeah, coming. I'm the person that's like down for anything. They, if someone says, let's go to Iceland or what, it's like, I'm a very travel person. I love traveling. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. if someone says, like, let's go to Iceland, let's go to Florida, let's go to California or
it's somehow our vacation plans for the summer went from we're going to Vancouver to we're going to Austin, which is literally just a few hours away from where I am. But I'm like, you know what? It's like, it's still an adventure. It's still going to be so much fun. And it's still a getaway, but it's so funny. Like we went from like thinking, okay, Austin, no, Northern California, no, Aspen, Colorado, no, New England, no. And that's like somehow we end up like literally just going to be doing like a few hour road trip. Like it's, yeah. it's, that's where our minds are at, just all over the place. Yeah, me and my dad always kind of plan things last minute. Like me and my dad love baseball and all those things. Uh, like me and my family are kind of big sports people right. and everything. Me and my yeah. dad, like me and my dad always plan last minute trips either to Pittsburgh or to yeah. Boston or Philly. Like my, fa- my family's in Philly. Phillies fan, so if you go yes, in like day before a baseball game or something, you'd be like, "Hey, you want to go down to Phillies game?" I'll be like, "Sure, sure, why not?" Like, yeah, no, literally. Yeah, next time I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm gonna have to message you because you might be there at the same time. We'll have to get coffee. Yeah, like either I can ask my dad to drive me down and do something. Definitely going down there probably May. That's awesome. Yeah, you probably catch me down there, but like seriously. Like, I literally joke with my dad and, like, last year in, like, June. I was like, my dad's feeling big Philly fan. I just remember sitting outside and be like, what's going on? I didn't joke with him. I was like, hey, you want to go to Boston this weekend or something? And I just took that as, like, a little joke. I want to go to Boston. And he was like, look, look at me. He goes, actually, the Phillies are playing the Red Sox this weekend. Oh, my God. And, like, you, you're, you're two favorite players for, play for Boston. So, he's like, we can go. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I literally miss that about the East Coast because you could drive so many different cities and states like so easily without a flight. And like in North Carolina, same thing. Like we could go to DC, Atlanta, South Carolina so easily. Um, and now in Texas, because the state is so freaking large, yeah. like you cannot go anywhere outside of Texas in a car like less than a day. Like it's yeah. crazy unless you're gonna go to like Oklahoma or something for our uh, from where I'm at uh but yeah so it's like I do miss the road trips because it was so easy to do stuff like that on the east coast like it yeah. was so easy I miss the days of just going to DC for a couple of days or yeah. going to Charleston like I miss it like that yeah, is that was just literally North Carolina like I was literally in North Carolina in February and March and like I have to like literally drive up and down in Virginia mm-hmm. and Virginia is such a large state yeah. and so like it takes like forever to get through I, Virginia. I did the drive a lot yeah from North Carolina to Pittsburgh a lot for Christmas every year like yeah because we were like we don't you know especially with the weather and stuff we're like we do not want to deal with flights and you know that time of year is so crazy with cancellations and whatnot so we're like we're just going to drive every time but it is a tedious drive for sure yeah, yeah i'm obsessed with washington dc like i just love the culture of washington dc like if yeah. i don't go to college in california florida i'm going to college in dc because so much fun it's so in the last two times like i really went to north carolina i'm like Mom, Dad, can we go? To, can we go to DC for a couple hours? Like, can we please? Yes, go to DC? it's like, so much fun. Like, you can't go there for the. You can't go there for a couple of hours. You have to go there for a day. Like, go for yeah. a couple of days and look at everything. I'm like, I don't care. I want to go to DC. Like, please let so me go. It's fun. Yeah, I literally like even if you're not doing the touristy stuff, it's like it's just fun to walk around there. Like, yeah, like I, was, I remember years yeah. ago, but I don't really remember that because like I went there when I was like so young. Guys, yeah, so my god it's so funny because um we went there just for the fun of it 
I think like late 2020. Um, and so things were still pretty closed up and stuff. Uh, but what was hilarious is we were just going out for some food and Nancy Pelosi just walks out of her like giant caravan of like, you know, crazy security and stuff. And she's just there. And I'm like thinking, that's like a massive politician right there. Yeah, she's she's like, like sticking at the house. Dirty I'm, like, I'm like, it's so funny because Nathan's obsessed. My cousin is obsessed with um, security. So like he knows what, you know, fancy security looks like in terms of like the bulletproof cars, the lineup, like, you know. I'm obsessed with politics. Yeah. I know everything. Like, I'm, I'm nah. like, if I was a journalist, I'll be a politician. Like, I'm, exactly. I'm obsessed with all exactly. of Exactly. politics. So yeah, so cool. It was just so funny. So it was like, oh my God. Like he's like, that's Nancy. Like he knew that somebody important was gonna come out. And it was so funny because we were so clueless. Yeah. Like this guy, I guess he was like, because it was her apartment that we were sitting standing outside of. We had no clue. Yeah. And so it was his apartment uh, or her apartment. And we like this guy is like, you guys need to move out of the way. And we're like, okay, you know, whatever. We didn't know what was going on. And then we figured that out. Um immediately once like just the line of black cars just yeah yeah you know it. someone if you, yeah, you know it's someone important cars coming you know it's someone big like a right big, right vice president president like something big yeah i'm like this is gonna be somebody important and then he sees like her standard hair and it was just like that's nancy it was so crazy yeah now i was like like i have a big thing in politics like if i see someone on tv i'm like oh i don't know who this person is like yeah. Even, like even if I see someone I don't even like, I'll be like, exactly. you just know who they are. Like even if it's like if we we see like I'm trying to think of someone, John Kennedy, for example. Right. Like, like even though like I know like a lot of people in politics, I know right. I can literally see someone in front of me that in Washington DC. I'll be like, oh, there's John F. Kennedy, or there's right. oh, there's Joe Biden right there. Like, I'm right. like oh, I know every single one in politics. I'm like, yeah, there was Obama. Like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, people think I'm crazy, but like that's like a thing in life. It's like kind oh, of yeah. crazy people, like a celebrity. It's like the same right. thing. Well, and I think our generation, too, is becoming more apt to it, like, especially with the crazy political events of 2020. Um, like, it's like people are becoming more and more aware of, like, who everybody is, what's their role, what do they, what's their responsibility, what power do they have? Like, yeah. for me personally, like, in Texas, we have some insane politics that happen here. So you yeah. have to, you kind of have to learn who these people are so you can learn what's going on and what how that affects you and how that affects other people. So it's crazy. I'm like, it's like, honestly, I think it's so important that people, you know, normalize prioritizing that because like you need to know who's making the laws around here and stuff. Yeah, like seriously. you need to know who's determining your life. Like, yeah, yeah it's so important. Use control of your power. You exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So like since kind of the quarantine started back in like 2020, how much do you think has like changed in terms of songwriting since kind of the pandemic started? So I think songwriting, um, it's, you know, it's, oh, I think my mom's coming in here. Hey, your Chapman thing just started. I know, I'm gonna be running away for that, yeah, sorry, um, but yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, so for songwriting, um, pretty much like, I think a lot of it is just virtual has happened. Um, I've done a ton of virtual sessions. For me, I, you know, I entered the industry in 2020. So yeah. it was very interesting entering a virtual world, but it kind of was in my favor because of my location. Like I was literally on the opposite coast. So it was 
you know, kind of uh, more realistic to do things online anyway for me. Um, so yeah, but I was writing pretty much by myself up until this year. So um, I've just started delving into the world of working with other writers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it pretty much, I haven't even done one in-person session yet, um, but I'm hoping I can <laughs> pretty soon. So yeah, just a lot of virtual. And um, I think people too, the songwriting like topics have changed more. I think people are a lot more you know, we just talked about the political events in 2020. You know, I think people are very politically charged in their writing now. Um, yeah. I think of albums like Folklore, the song Epiphany on it, all about the pandemic and stuff. Just really deep stuff. You know, so many songs came out with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and just a lot of like really hard topics have been, you know, brought into songwriting that a lot of people didn't hit as much before. And there was always been, you know, political songs all the way back into like the sixties and on, but you know, there's, it's, there's definitely seen a resurgence of that um, yeah. just because lives have been changed so much. Um, but yeah, you know, I think also with mental health, those themes have been coming up a lot more because yeah. the pandemic caused a lot of people to do a lot of internal thinking. And yeah. I think that's been huge. So definitely thematics have changed and just the way we do it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. my question for an interview is, what is some advice for younger generations that like to be able to see a songwriter one day? Yeah, so honestly, um, I think the best thing you can do is to just start. Literally just start because it's so easy to be intimidated by the industry, by what you think you have to be to, you know, be a part of it. Like everyone thinks they're not talented enough or that their location is stopping them or their resources and you know no one's going to deny that there's definitely certain privileges that come with being in a big city or having supportive parents or whatever um but literally like start if you have a phone post you know post yourself like post your songs and things will things will happen so fast it is crazy yeah. like especially in the world of tiktok and stuff mm -hmm. there's just, there's no reason not to start so i think if you start and you're consistent with it things will happen you're only going to get better yeah. and it's gonna you're gonna grow it inevitably and you're gonna find out what you like and what you don't like and what you want to do so I definitely would encourage that to just start and be consistent yeah exactly I really do recommend that that it's just about that so yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on the so podcast oh my so god great to speak with you I absolutely yeah. love this conversation we'll definitely <laughs> speak soon for sure thanks so much for coming Hello. thank you so much for having me and I you know I again I'm very happy to even been invited on here so thank you for having me um and yeah I would love to talk again sometime for sure of course thank you so much we'll yeah. definitely speak soon for sure thanks so much awesome of course all right speak with you soon bye, bye.